Hello and welcome to the Solo Travel Woman podcast. My name is Sarah and I am a huge travel enthusiast and also the host of the show. I am so excited you are here. Women join this show so they can become empowered and inspired to get out into the world as their true authentic selves and say no to all the fears and stereotypes that surround solo travel. But that isn't all we do. We also inspire women in their everyday lives, whether it's at home, in business, or of course, my favorite area, traveling. So I invite you to sit back, enjoy the show, and become one of our empowered solo travel women. Hello, solo travelers. Welcome back to another episode of the Solo Travel Woman podcast. I hope you all are having a fabulous July so far. I know ever since my last post, giving you a little bit of a life update, I have been all over the place. I am actually currently recording this episode from my hotel room in Paris. One of my best and dearest friends is actually getting married here this week. Um, The festivities actually start tonight, so I am uber excited, and I'm also just excited to be recording this episode for you. Um, Today's episode is going to be about volunteering as an international traveler. A lot of us don't really know where to start on our solo travel journey, and one really cool way that I've learned is through international volunteering. So volunteerism, (laughs) um, say that 10 times fast, is pretty much a mix of tourism and volunteering. So basically it means you're volunteering your time, your skills, your energy with an organization um, that supports different issues and causes that make differences in communities around the world. Um, You know, basically volunteer travel, it's gonna be a much more sustainable, type of travel because it deviates from the typical indulgent vacation, you know, the going out there doing everything for yourself, which is totally fine. I do it all the time. Um, But this is a really cool way for you to really be responsible for the growth and change within local communities. Um, You know, it could be anything from communities impacted by natural disasters or, um, you know, different, you know, political governmental you know, elements that are changing the way uh, locations and communities are living. And it just means so much more than a typical vacation. And it's a really, really cool way to get out there um, and really explore the world while also giving back. We all know I'm huge on cultural immersion. Um, I surround myself with other travelers that are big with that. And this is just another way to really immerse yourself in the culture while still giving back. Um, You know, one of my favorite quotes by Gandhi is the best way to find yourself is to lose yourself in the service of others. And I truly think that is one of the best, 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 best quotes when it comes to international volunteerism, because that is what you're doing. You are finding yourself. We all know that is why we solo travel, right, is to find ourselves, challenge ourselves. And this is just an amplified way of doing so. So before we get into all the great ways and types of volunteering, let's hear a word from our sponsors. All right, so before I dive into the different types of volunteering, I do wanna just highlight some of the key areas why it is such a great option for solo travelers. So especially female solo travelers, you know, we're obviously, I'm the queen of anxiety. I've been solo traveling for years and I still get anxious. And, you know, you get worried about making new friends. Am I staying in the right location? Is it a safe location? 
the reason why volunteer vacations are so amazing, especially for solo female travelers, is because they're extremely safe and pretty well organized. So you're going to build confidence. You're going to create those lasting friendships. You're going to obviously have a more meaningful vacation because you're giving back to local communities. And ultimately, you get to push yourself out of your comfort zone, you know, find that independence, meet like-minded people that we all want to do, which is why we go out there and solo travel. So although you may arrive on your own, which is what a solo traveler does, right, you are going to be enveloped with a group of people that are very like-minded, have those same passions and desires as you to make the world a better place, open-minded, you know, willingness to learn and grow. And so it's going to be much easier to connect and make those friendships that we all like worry about when we're traveling in solo. Like, oh, I don't know. Like, am I going to meet someone to like go out with, etc.? Um, and although solo traveling on your own and not even meeting anyone is amazing. I've done that too. It's always nice, right? When you meet some like-minded people, some of my best friends around the world I've met through my travels. And so what I love about international volunteering is it's this, it's this healthy mix, right? And this safe mix of getting out there and doing something on your own, empowering yourself, but then you also get the benefit of meeting those like-minded people. And then ultimately, I think one of the best things is, like I said, I mean, I'm all about cultural immersion. We all know that, but sometimes it's hard to know where do I start? How do I become culturally immersive? Do I just take a cooking class? Do I go dancing? What do I do? And with international volunteerism, you are going to be fully immersed within the local community. You're welcome with open arms because you're going to be giving back and helping them. And you're going to get yourself that truly authentic cultural experience that you just simply can't get as a tourist. So it is just beyond, beyond incredible for immersing yourself in the culture of a destination. A lot of ways to, I know safety is a big concern when you're getting out there and traveling solo. And a lot of the organizations, this is why it is so, 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 so important to do your research on what organization you, you know, commit to, to do this with. Most organizations are going to really, really take care of that safety aspect. So they're going to secure the accommodation that is vetted and regularly monitored. Um, if you're solo traveling as a female and this is a concern, there are organizations that are going to have female-only dorms, private room upgrades, homestay um, accommodation available, and some that are going to be very much catered to female travelers. Um, a lot of times they'll have members of local teams meet you at the airport for transport. Um, there's going to be in-country orientations. There's going to be orientations prior where you're going to learn any type of highlights and hazards to get you familiar with their surroundings. Um, there's local support 24-7, um, um, dedicated support from your program lead, and then just health, safety, risk, COVID, all that stuff type of policies and procedures in place across all destinations. So it is truly going to be a experience where it's going to be organized. You're going to feel a lot safer than I think you, you may think. <laughs> um, so let's get into the different types of volunteering. So there's obviously so many types that you can get involved with. So choosing the right type is going to be sometimes more difficult than choosing the destination. You might be like, yes, Costa Rica, let's go. But now what? <laughs> um, so it's important though to do that research because once you commit, you want to follow through. The last thing you want to do is commit, get people excited that you're going to dedicate your time and resources to helping and then back out. So 
some of the different volunteering types is you could, you know, one of the most popular ones is working with kids. So this is in both developed and underdeveloped countries. Um, the projects often will include daycare and youth development, working closely with children who come from disadvantaged backgrounds. Um, but you must have that heart and passion to work with children. Patience is a virtue in this type of um, volunteering. I mean, you're going to be dealing with, you know, kids and other people's kids that just come from it's rough for them and you also have to have a little bit of a thick skin I know I'm I love children I am so patient with children if I see children though in bad conditions I'm an emotional wreck <laughs> and I'm ultimately like I'm taking you all in under my wing you're now my children um so I would love to volunteer working with kids but I also know it would really test my strength and my emotions um I think I could do it but it's just things you really want to think about other areas involve education. This can be, you know, of all ages and backgrounds. Um, you might work with orphans, out-of-school youth, or even adults to just teach them a variety of different subjects from English to life skills, disease prevention. It depends on, obviously, the destination and the region you're traveling to. It'll be catered towards what those needs are. Community building. Um, this is going to be more focused on working with other adults, uh, particularly those programmed by more grassroots organizations living in rural villages. Uh, so the main goal of this type of volunteerism is going to be helping particular uh, populations basically establish a stable source of livelihood. So helping them enhance their skill sets, encourage unity, contribute to the construction of community spaces. So you're going to find this in more underdeveloped countries or developing countries um, just to, you know, help bring that sense of community together so they can have a more sustainable life. Then there's going to be public health awareness. So this usually takes place in countries with many health problems. Um, a lot is going to include a lot of locations in Africa where there's been, you know, different viral outbreaks, etc. Um, so these volunteers basically help teach disease prevention as well as educate locals on how to overcome um, any diseases that are currently, you know, infiltrating their communities and keep it from spreading. So you'll see this type of volunteer work in areas strongly impacted by HIV and AIDS, um, Ebola, etc. So that's something that if you're in the healthcare industry, you might want to get involved in or if this has always been a passion of yours, but also take caution, there's going to be a lot more policies and procedures in place um, to keep you safe when you are in those areas. There's also wildlife and marine conservation. So <laughs> if you're a nature lover and you love animals and you love you know the ocean and you love like just all of that kind of stuff this is for you this is kind of my little cup of tea um so volunteers basically you get to travel to some really cool really unique places to work with exotic species you might live close to a beach um you know think about like going to the galapagos and helping sea turtles i don't know but there's so many things out there how cool would that be uh, i know that's one that i would die to go on so i'm definitely gonna look into that one um, there's also some that are specific around women's health and welfare and rights. Um, so for my solo female travelers, this might be really up your alley. So this basically has volunteers go into often more rural areas and protective shelters. Um, most of the women volunteers basically that engage in the program are going to be interested in learning more life skills, such as setting up their own income producing activities, managing their bank accounts, how to go on job interviews, um, you know, many of these women might be victims of domestic violence and need help overcoming the trauma they experienced. Um, they might be single moms or they might be coming out of like a poor family life. 
So there is that sensitivity that's needed there um, to basically be patient and understand and, you know, really be cautious of these women's um, where they're coming from and be delicate with that because they've come some from some pretty hard times, most of them. And so you want to be delicate to that as you're teaching them these life skills. And then another key area is going to be multi-country volunteering. So this is really exciting. It's one of a more rare form of placement um, because you get to travel through multiple destinations throughout the program. So you're going to kind of country hop, if that makes sense. Um, each location will also have a unique project. So it could be something in all of those other key buckets I mentioned. Um, you could be doing something different in every single country. So if you don't really want to be pigeonholed to a certain type, then this is this is the one you want to really, really kind of dive into. Um, so this way you can kind of expand your skill set and um, venture out into different areas. Everyone knows I am extremely passionate about travel. The one thing I wish though, is that I would have started at a younger age. This is why I am so excited to say that I am now sponsored by Little Passports. Little Passports is a subscription that allows children to start their life of exploration right from their own homes. With monthly boxes being sent directly to your child, they will come fully equipped with all different ways to learn about world geography, animals around the world, oceanography, so many amazing things. So not only are they having fun, getting to explore, but also learning amazing, amazing things. So definitely check them out. You can get 10% off by clicking the link in the description of this episode. Happy exploring. Okay, so what are some of those key ways you can get involved? So first things first is you need to follow your passion, right? Um, you need to find something that is going to drive your soul. It is going to get you excited. It is going to feed all of your passions. And so researching those organizations that are aligned with something you're passionate about is extremely important. Um, I always say this on any episode where I'm talking about planning for solo travel or solo travel safety, et cetera. You always know I say the trip starts before you ever leave your home. <laughs> you know, you want to start that research and diving into all of the different components of your trip. And this is no different, you know, from making sure it aligns with your passions to making sure the organization is reputable. Is it a longstanding organization? Does it have the testimonials? Does it have the the funding backing? Um, you know, does it have longstanding, um, you know, evidence that it has given back to communities? You know, really do the research to make sure the organization you're volunteering with is a truly, truly authentic um, and respected organization. You also want to really, really make sure you understand what does that volunteer program offer? What costs are involved? Will food and accommodations be provided? Know what is being cared for um, and taken care of on behalf of the organization and then what you have to come up with. Because although it is a more inexpensive way of traveling the world, there's still expenses. And so you want to make sure you understand what you do and don't have to expense for it. But then also, as I always say, have that safety stash because you just never know. 
you want to make sure you really get a firm understanding of what kind of work you'll be doing, um, you know, based on the different type of volunteering you pick. There's so many types of different areas then within that type that you will be doing. You know, so education could be something like you're teaching English or teaching someone how to manage a bank account. What is it that you will be doing so you can understand if it's something that you are confident in that you can do um, and will still feed your passion. So also you want to understand your length of stay. When you are doing a volunteer program, there is a required length of stay. Um, some programs could be anywhere from a few days to a few months to a year. So you want to make sure that you truly understand what is that um, time commitment that you have to commit to before you go out there and you know sign up for the program and make sure it fits within your schedule. Um, and then any type of travel requirements. So is there visas, um, passports, vaccinations, COVID-related travel documents? Um, anything happening within the country that you need to be aware of. Um, and especially for the visas, visas and passports right now, guys, it's still taking a long time. So really, really do this research ahead of time. Don't think, oh, I'm going to go somewhere with a visa within two weeks to go volunteer if you don't have a visa. You know, make sure you plan accordingly because you truly just don't know um, you know, if you're going to be able to get that visa and stuff in time. So again, research, research, research. You want to also, even though they do their due diligence, if you pick a reputable, you know, and truly authentic volunteer organization, they do this as well, but you should also do your due diligence to check on the destination. You know, what is happening in that local community, in that region? What safety, you know, uh, safety practices do you need to establish so you can make sure that you're safe and comfortable while you're there? You still have to do that research and don't just rely on the volunteer organization to do that for you. So some best practices and tips on volunteering abroad is um, you should always be in constant communication with the volunteer organizational staff before your trip and upon arrival um, to whatever country you're going to. So there should be clear directions on how to navigate from the airport to the volunteer location, if, especially if transportation is not provided. Now, a lot of these organizations do provide transportation, but if not, you want to make sure that you understand, okay, once I get there, what, what do I do? Um, also, you know, make sure you have that open line of communication so anything you need, you can get answered. Make sure you have those phone numbers and locations handy for any American embassy, hospitals, police, etc. in case an emergency. When you're volunteering, you know, you're, you might be put into situations where, you know, an accident can happen if you're helping build and doing construction or in, you know, disease prevention um, locations where you could get sick. So make sure you also know where these things are. Do not just rely on the or volunteer organization to give you that information. Um, make sure you also provide the contact information for the organization you'll be volunteering with to a friend or a family member. So anytime I travel, I make sure someone um, in my friends or family group knows where I'm staying, how long I'm staying, has a copy of my passport, knows the closest hospital, police station, et cetera. So that way, if something were to happen to me, they have the resources they need to find me. Um, make sure you do that in these situations as well because you are traveling to some, you know, sometimes some underdeveloped countries and you just want to have that extra safety precaution. Uh, when traveling alone, as always, we want to follow our solo travel, you know, tips for safety. And, you know, I'm not going to read them all off. You can listen to that episode. You can go to the solotravelwoman.com and, you know, read that blog post. But I'm just going to reiterate to always, always, always follow your intuition. If something feels unsafe or uncomfortable, it might not be, but, but follow your gut. If you feel unsafe or uncomfortable, get out. 
go do something like get out of the situation um don't think well maybe it'll be fine because oftentimes they're not right our gut is truly truly accurate so follow your gut instinct rather be safe than sorry also really be mindful of the cultural and custom practices of where you're traveling do the research you know some countries it's illegal to take photos of government buildings you wouldn't know that though right unless you did the research but you can end up in jail so make sure that anywhere you're going you just kind of learn a little bit of you know the when in rome right when in rome do what the romans do um and really just learn you know the customs and the cultural practices of the area you're going because it shows the respect right we all deserve and want respect whether we are someone from an underdeveloped country or someone from a highly developed country whether we're someone who's more poverty stricken or or wealthy it doesn't matter everyone deserves the same amount of respect so respect where you're going and do the research to understand that destination and that culture and their practices so now that we talked about that i wanted to also uh share some really cool destinations for for volunteering so that way maybe you can get a head start on okay i don't know what kind of volunteer work i want to do but i know i want to go here so let's check out some destinations i don't know about you but as much as i love solo travel i also sometimes miss having a friend with me to take in a show or people watch or just kind of venture around town with well, I have found the perfect app. It is called Torlina. So Torlina is the first female travel app that verifies travelers, whether they're backpackers or luxury travelers, to connect with each other based on that passion for travel and that sense of adventure. You can connect with women that are local to the destination you're traveling to or with others before your travel even begins to see who might be in town and wants to meet up for an evening for part of their trip. Women tend to find more meaningful and long-lasting connections with other women. And you also make such lifelong friendships when you're on your adventure and when you're journeying around the world. And Torlina really just helps you make that connection in a safe way. So I have a great offer for you. Torlina has given us 100% off for all of our listeners by using the code Sarah 100 at torlina.com. And I mean, why would you say no? It's totally free. So use the code Sarah100 and I can't wait to see who you meet on your journey. All right, so where do you wanna go on your volunteerism trip? Um, don't worry, I can't hear you, so I don't expect a response. <laughs> but I'm gonna share just a handful of really cool locations um, that could be on your list of research uh, when it comes to deciding where you wanna take your next volunteer uh, trip. So let's start with Costa Rica. Now, I've personally been here, it is beautiful. I feel very safe in this country. Um, Costa Rica has a wide range of different um, volunteer projects, such as teaching, healthcare, childcare, construction, animal care, sea turtle conservation, which is what I want to do. Um, and basically, uh, the volunteerism there is going to be pretty much based in like the San Jose um, uh, area, as well as just where the Central Highlands are in the coastal locations. Um, they do have pretty affordable program fees and very top rated volunteer programs. So um, it is definitely something to look into. 
I will be getting into some of my favorite organizations later, but International Volunteer Headquarters is probably one of my favorites. Um, and I know their fees, I think, are about like $445 for a week. Um, so definitely check them out if Costa Rica is a location that maybe you would want to want to dive into. Um, Guatemala is another one. So here they have um, childcare, medical teaching, construction. It's going to be mostly based in Antigua um, and basically surrounding rural and coastal locations. They too have pretty affordable program fees, a little bit cheaper than Costa Rica. Um, and they have like different add-ons, which is cool. So you can go there and volunteer, but you can add on like maybe doing a volcano track or going to a coffee plantation, like different types of fun activities you can do as well um, to, you know, kind of break it up a little bit and help you also get out there and explore. Uh, Peru. I've been to Peru many times. Um, I love it there. <laughs> um, many times I said I was there for like a month. So uh, that's what I mean by many times. I meant a long time. Um, and I went to Cusco and Olantetambo. I did the Inca, you know, trail. I went to Lima. Um, it's a beautiful country. I felt very safe. I love the people. Um, they have a absolutely wide range of volunteer projects as well from teaching English, animal care, um, uh, different agricultural um, ones and then jungle conservation so again getting you out into nature they have extremely affordable program fees um, with the international volunteer headquarters um, I think it's like two something 200 something for a week maybe 300 somewhere in between there um, and theirs includes like airport pickup accommodation breakfast dinner blah 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 lots and lots and lots of cool stuff so that's another really cool one uh, to look into. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, Portugal. Portugal is another great location. A little more expensive. As you get into like kind of like European areas, it's going to get a little more expensive, but still not as bad as, you know, actually just traveling there. Um, there you're going to see more youth support, homeless, um, wolf conservation, and food rescue. Um, so a little bit of everything. Um, you're going to probably be in the wider area of Lisbon, but then wolf conservation is going to be in Mafra. Um, so it'll bring you to different, different areas. And then what's really cool is they also give Portuguese um, language lessons if you don't know the language. So that's, that's pretty cool. Another great location is Sri Lanka. So Sri Lanka is, um, uh, their volunteer projects include childcare, medical, teaching, cultural immersion, and turtle conservation again. Um, I just love anything with turtles. <laughs> Um, I don't want to mention the cities where it'll be because I will butcher them and I feel bad. I don't want to butcher them. Um, but there's many, many locations within Sri Lanka that has these volunteer activities. It's also a pretty affordable program free fee and it does include pickup, accommodation, meals, 24-7 country support. And what's really cool is there is the week before you start your activity, there is a cultural immersion week um, that's available as an add-on where... You won't be volunteering that week, but what they'll do is throw you and immerse you into the culture so you can really get an understanding for Sri Lankan culture. Uh, Thailand is another great one. Here's going to be very much like teaching English, outdoor volunteer work, child care, environmental conservation. Um, it's based northern in the city of Chiang Rai, Chiang Rai or, the, or Hao Hin. 
Um, again, if I'm butchering cities, guys, please, please accept my sincere apologies. Um, I am not good at that. Um, again, lower costs as far as their program fees. Um, they include pretty much everything. They don't really have a lot of add-ons, but it's another great option. And then Zambia in um, Africa, they have medical and construction reservation, um, elderly care, child care, and unique rural teaching projects. Um, so you're going to be pretty much near around Livingstone, which is a hub for around Victoria Falls and different national parks. Um, pretty moderate program fee, includes a lot, um, and it's going to be a lot to do in nature. So if you're a nature lover, this is a really, really, really great option for you. So some of my favorite uh, companies to volunteer with is going to be, um, so the International Volunteer Headquarters, and I will link these links in the description of this podcast episode. Um, another one is Go Abroad. Um, oh, but first, International Volunteer Headquarters, what I love is for solo female travelers, about 70% of their volunteers are female. So more, more likely than not, you're going to be with a lot more women. Um, so if that's something that you, you know, are interested in, um, there's goabroad.com, there's go overseas, and then there's all hands and hearts. Um, and then those are like the big ones, um, that I absolutely, absolutely love. Um, and then every country I think really is going to have different organizations available to them. So these are big ones within the United States. Obviously, International Volunteer Headquarters is international. Um, but definitely look within the country you're residing if you're not in the U.S. and see if there's any that are reputable that are specific to your country um, that travel abroad, you know, but they're based more where you are. So those are the main, again, I'll link those. Those are the main uh, companies and organizations that I've researched and have done that I know are reputable. Um, a call, an associate of mine within the travel world, she has also utilized these volunteers or volunteer organizations. But yeah, so I just wanted to kind of share like a really cool way to get out there and solo travel. And hopefully someone listening, you know, takes advantage of this. And if you do, please, please, please contact me. I want to like know about your experience. I would love to bring someone on the podcast to talk about their volunteer experience as a solo traveler. So if you do choose to do one of these volunteerism um, activities, please let me know. I would love to, you know, kind of work with you on maybe a blog post of something fun. You know what I mean? Just to get a perspective that's not mine um, so other people can learn and collaborate with you. But that's it for today. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode and I will see you next time. I just want to give a huge shout out to our sponsors, Tourlina, Little Passports, and Spotify for Podcasters. This wouldn't be possible without any of them or without any of you. And so if you could, on whatever platform you choose to listen to the Solo Travel Woman podcast on, whether it's Apple, Spotify, Google, any of those, please give us a rating, drop a little bit of a review. It really goes a long way and we would appreciate it so much. And until next time, happy traveling.